Aloha, and welcome to the Joy Joy Podcast. I'm Joey, and I'm just a simple kid who wants to both understand and help others to feel understood. The world is full of difficulties and challenges, and I want to be able to understand the world and other people's perspectives. I hope that I can help you all to have better conversations with your friends and your family, and I want to be able to learn about anything and everything, and I hope whoever finds themselves here can find something that they can relate to. So come and chill with us on this journey. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. You know, today's episode is inspired by my recent desire to promote transparency. So as I shared uh, my very first intro episode, um, so I'm a recovering porn addict and and I want to talk about the reality and the destructive possibilities of porn. You know, not everybody believes that porn can be an addictive substance or can lead to that kind of outcome like drugs or alcohol. You know, so today today's goal is to I just want to share facts and things that um and studies that have been have been put out about the true nature of porn and the destructive possibility that it has. You know, so just to give a quick background, right? So my I I started watching porn I as I can I can remember as early as I don't know, like 12 years old, probably something like that. I can't even remember. That's how far back it goes. Right. So, and I've struggled with it most of my adult life, all the way, you know, most most of my adult life. And I've been sober now three years and over six months, you know, and it is something I'm very proud of. It's something that I work on consistently. And, I've thought a lot about, you know, what my purpose is and what what I am to do in this life and and since I have moved here to San Antonio with my wife and I've been trying to figure out my purpose, I've had like six different jobs, right? I've had so many different things that I've tried to do that I thought I would enjoy that ended up not working out. And as I've been going through school and I've been going through life in general, the one thing that I find myself most passionate about is about addiction recovery and specifically with porn addiction, right? And it's something that I'm very passionate about. It's something that I am very transparent about, like I talked about, right? So, and I, I'm going to speak from experience. I'm not speaking for every addict. I'm speaking for me, but I'm sure that um, a lot of addicts will understand whether it be drugs, alcohol, porn, you know, whatever you, whatever a person could be addicted to, I'm pretty sure these, these principles will apply to that person, you know, so the hardest thing with porn addiction, right, is, is not the effect that it has on us as the addict, right? More times than not, it will affect the one that we love. So like our partner or our, our spouse, or the ones in our who we you know are closest with, right? And as an addict, I 
the biggest fear I had was it affecting, you know, my, whether it be my, my girlfriend or, or I guess like a girl that I was dating. Right. So I, I served as a missionary for the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in 2013 to 2015. And I was able to recover then. And I came back and I was pretty sober. Then I relapsed pretty hard. Then, so from 2016 to about 2019, I didn't even go on a single date. Because I was so scared of treating or looking at a girl the way that I would look at pornography, right? And that's not fair to you ladies out there, right? And that no lady should have to be treated like that because of your divine worth and who you are like as individuals, right? Nobody deserves to be looked at in that way, right? And, you know, for me, it has been a journey of learning how to control my thoughts. It has been a journey of learning how to control my my surroundings and making sure that I'm in a place that I can be in control, right? And as an addict, right, that for, for, for drugs and alcohol, right, it could just be not going to the bar, right? It could be separating yourself from friends that influence you to do drugs, right? And so for porn addicts, right, it's staying away from, uh, like stay away from being at home alone or, or stop locking yourself in the room or whatever, triggers you to have the desire to watch porn, that's what you try to separate yourself from, right? And and so one of the other things that I guess for me as an addict that I've learned is, is that, and the, it, it's, it's a terrible kind of catch-22, right? So we do not want it to affect our spouse. So like for my wife, and we do not want it to hurt them, right? Because we know it's destructive and it is not personal, right? I'm going to reiterate that again. Porn addiction is not personal to the spouse. I'll give you an example, right? So, so, say, so say you're out there, you, your, your spouse comes out to you and says, hey, like, honey, like I've been struggling with porn addiction, right? I've relapsed or I have a porn problem. Right, so for you spouses out there, it is not personal, right? It is not some attack against you. It is not some attack against how you look, what you do, what you don't do. It's not a personal attack on you. More times than not, this addiction has been with this person long before they even met you, right? So. And I'm speaking for myself. I need to keep reiterating that, right? Like I'm speaking for myself, right? So porn addiction is not personal. It is not because you're, you're, you are not enough. It is not because you are not fulfilling their sexual need, right? It is not about that. Porn has a grip on, on the brain, which I will go over uh, in, in, in just a minute. But I just want to... Talk to all you spouses out there for just a, just a moment. The terrible kind of catch-22 about porn addiction is that 
the person it hurts the most, right, is the spouse, right? And I'm sure all the spouses out there are like, yes, this person, it, it sucks, right? But for the addict, the person that they need the most is guess who? Their spouse, right? Why? Why? Why, why is it their spouse, right? So for me, my wife, Christy, she is my rock. She is my safe place. She is the person that I feel safest with, right? So as an addict, a lot of it stems from, and I'm talking about porn, right? Porn stems from shame or stems from some kind of insecurity that we feel, right? And so that person who makes you feel safe, who makes you feel loved, more times than not is your spouse, or your girlfriend, or, you know, your significant other. Right, so I, I understand the, the pain that, that you spouses go through. I understand how difficult it is, right? Like my wife got dra- dragged, drug, drag, dragged into this, drug into this. <laughs> um, and it hurt me to my core that she had to go through that, right? I was, I was going through recovery and... And she had to suffer from a lot of the emotional and like the, the anxiety of, oh my gosh, is my husband watching porn right now? Right? And I've, I see, I saw my wife go through those things and that was the most painful thing I have ever seen in my entire life. So again, for you spouses out there, just know that Anything your spouse does, any action, whether it be cheating, whether it be something that goes against, whether it be the law for some of them, right? Or against your marriage, against your trust, none of it is justified. And that goes for every addict, right? Whether it be drugs, alcohol, or porn. While people may not understand what we are going through, while you may not understand the what it's like to suffer as an addict and how difficult it is, none of it is justified because, oh, I'm an addict. Right? So if, if, if you cheat on your spouse because of an, uh, a sex addiction or a porn addiction, it does not justify cheating on your spouse. Okay, I am a big advocate for addicts and a big advocate for recovery and for and this is the point of the of this of this podcast today, right, is to educate people on the reality of porn addiction. But it will never excuse behavior. Never excuse. As much of an addict as I am and as much as I want people to understand, they need to be held accountable for their actions. And I'll be the first person to say that. I'll be the first person in the addict's face to say, you were wrong. What are you doing? We need to get this back on track. Okay. So now I want to go over some, some statistics. Um, and these can all be found on fightthenewdrug.com. Right? Fight the New Drug is a company um, that is dedicated to porn and sex trafficking. And it is a wonderful, wonderful resource for people to, to look to and to understand. 
right? So I, for those of you who know me personally, right, like uh, you may see a big sticker on my flask or that says a uh, porn kills love. I believe in that. Um, but I wear a wristband every single day and I have since 2015. It says fight the new drug. It's like a little gray one on my wrist. It's, I've always worn it and since I came home from my missionary service. It's something I'm very passionate about. Whether I have relapsed or not, I keep it on me at all times because it is a reminder to me that this is a drug and we need to fight it. Okay, so all these following statistics can be found and links to the, to the studies and things like that can be found on fightthenewdrug.com. Everything I'm about to read. Okay, so first one, right? According to a study done in 2020... 91.5% of men and 60.2% of women reported watching porn. Right? Another one, studies show it has, porn has a negative effect on adolescent self-esteem and mental health. Right? We, could talk, we could talk about that a little bit. Right? This, this next one is, is one that I, I think is very, very important to understand. And I want to elaborate on this, right? It says, feeling guilt motivates healthy change, right? But feeling shame motivates porn usage. I want to read that again, right? Feeling guilt motivates healthy changes. Feeling shame motivates porn usage. Right, so some of you may be listening out there and say, "Is porn really like a real bad thing? Like, is it really like? Can you? Is it really that bad?" Let me ask you: Would you watch porn in front of your parents? Would you watch porn in front of your kids? Would you let them watch it? Right, it is the terrible thing about pornography. Right, is. A lot of the times, right, and like I said earlier, right, it is centered around a self-esteem issue. It is centered around like a shame or like a, some kind of internal conflict, right? And the terrible thing about porn is that it will continue in a cycle, right? So like I said, right, like, it, like the statistic says, right, shame motivates porn usage, right? So we feel shame when we watch it. Right. And like, oh man, like I messed up. Like, oh, I'm a terrible person. What's going to chase away those feelings? More porn, right? And I'm going to read this statistic to you. And this one, I think, these next two, I think are going to be quite surprising. Okay. In 2021, Pornhub, which is a, which is the leading porn site on the internet reported $12 billion in revenue. $12 billion. That's an average of a billion dollars a month. Next statistic. In 2019, Pornhub averaged 42 well, reported a total of 42 billion billion site visits in 2019 there were they reported a total of 42 billion site visits 
Think about that. How much people, how much people do you think have watched porn in the last month, right? 42 divided by, divided by 12, right? Do the math. Guys, this is, this is definitely a problem. Right. And, you know, for me, I've, I've learned a lot about, about porn addiction and I've learned a lot about what it does to the body. And I'll, I'll try to keep it simple in, in describing, um, what porn does to the brain, right? Cause it literally changes your brain and your chemicals in your brain. Right. So f- Everybody knows what dopamine is, right? Dopamine, right? It's that thing that makes you feel good, right? When you eat some ice cream, ooh, get some dopamine. At least that's for me, right? So the dopamine center, right, in your brain, right, it's, it creates these chemicals that say, ooh, I like this, right? And so the dopamine centers, right, in your brain, they start to create a preference for what you like, right? And that could be anything, Right, good or bad, right? So guess what happens when you watch porn, right? Guess You guessed right. Porn triggers the same center in the brain, right? So people might ask, right? So what's the, what's the difference between uh, smoking crack or doing meth, drinking alcohol, and porn, right? Those are all very different things. Yes and no. Yes, you do. There's an actual act of doing something different. You're true, true, right? But it creates that same stimulant in your brain. I want, 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 and it's uncontrollable. And guys, when I say uncontrollable, I mean I will do anything I need to do to get it, right? And anybody who was an alcohol addict, a drug addict, or a porn addict will understand exactly what that means. You are fixed on that idea. You're fixed on getting whatever it is that, that meets that crave that that dopamine center is creating, right? And then that dopamine center, whether you like it or not, will continue to create that feeling of wanting porn, right? And that's like what it is, means to create like an addiction to that, right? And that, like I said, right, that can come in very, very, a variety of different ways right and there's one other thing that i want to talk about right and it's called hypofrontality and it's um it's something i learned about in my class and it is something i've never forgotten um so the prefrontal cortex right is is that place in your brain that's like the logical part of your brain right when you continue to watch porn uh, let let, let me describe it okay so the prefrontal cortex right so let, let let's i'll give you an example Right when you're watching a Netflix show, you're been watching. Let's just say the new season of Stranger Things. Right, it comes out. Netflix is really nice to you like that. They just drop all at the same time. Right, perfect. Let's watch twelve episodes. They drop twelve episodes. Right. How many of you are there and you you start watching and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to watch the next one. I need to watch the next one. I need to watch the next one. Right. And you want to keep watching it. Right. 
right? It's midnight. You have to wake up at 6.30 to go to work. And you're like on episode like six and you're like, okay, hold on a minute. I need to go to sleep. Like it's the way I, I work in like five hours. I need to go to sleep, right? That's what, that's the role of your prefrontal cortex, right? It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on there. Hold on now. Like you need to, right? And that, and that, the act of being able to stop yourself. That's that's kind of the role that the prefrontal cortex plays. It has a lot of different roles. I'm not a scientist. These are just things that I've learned in my classes that I've learned, right? But what porn does and what addiction does, right, is it breaks down your ability to stop yourself or and to reconsider your your choices, right? So if you want to watch porn, you have the urge, and then you. You're like, no, 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 no. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, I can, no, this is not right. This is not right. There comes a point, right, where you're, you are unable to control that, right? Your prefrontal cortex no longer has the ability to stop you from whatever it is you're going to do, right? And so... You know, I just want to, I just want to share with everybody, right? That, that porn addiction is real. It is, it is something that is very dangerous in our day today, right? It is dangerous. We are in a new age of technology and, and, and information. And that also has given us access to so many other different things, right? The worst thing, and this is what I think makes porn addiction so much more dangerous and so much more prevalent and why it needs to be talked about today and why it just, it needs to be talked about, right? If you want to smoke a cigarette, you need to go to the store and buy a, buy a pack of cigarettes, right? If you need to get your drug fix, right? You need to go find a dealer and then you need to make sure you scrounge up enough money to go and and, and buy it, right? Or you need to do whatever means, you steal it, whatever, right? You want to drink some alcohol, you got to go down to the store, you got to go pick your drink, buy it, right? All these things take what? Money. Guess how much porn will cost you if you go to websites online? Absolutely zero. And guess what? Those tablets, those phones that every kid plays on nowadays, guess what it has access to? The internet. Click, 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 watching porn video. Right? That is what makes pornography so dangerous today. Right? I'm not here to scare people. Right? That is not the, that is not the point of today's episode. Right? The point of today's episode, as I mentioned, right, is for transparency. Right? Is we need to be able to talk about this. Right, people laugh because I'm very upfront about it, and they're like, "Wow, like that was really personal." <laughs> and you know, I laugh too because, like, I understand how it can be kind of like shocking, right, to some people. I, I understand, right? But we need to be upfront and honest about the danger it poses to us, to our kids, and to the future generation. Right, moms and dads out there, do you want your son to be some sex demon 
who goes out there just to have sex with women because that's what he sees on the screen? What about your daughters? Do you want your daughters to be in a relationship or to be with somebody who treats them like they like a like what they see on the screen? Do you want your daughters to be subjected to that? Of course not. Of course not. Any logical parent would say, of course not. My daughter, my son is billions of times more valuable than that, right? So why aren't we talking about it? Why is it not a bigger conversation today? Right? I hope that this can get out there and it can spread to the world and it can, it can help a lot and educate a lot of people. Right? That and educating people alone is so, 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 so much. It can help so much, right? For you spouses, again, who are out there, who feel like you, why, why is my boyfriend, why is my husband doing this? You can learn and you can understand what it's like to be an addict, right? And again, it does not and will never justify behavior. Ever and ever and ever, ever, never justify behavior. But we can learn to have a little compassion Right? We might not understand what they're going through, right? but we can be compassionate that this is something they're going through. Right? And by that, I mean porn addicts. Right? We have compassion for somebody who is at, you know, I'll cause anonymous, right? as they should be. Right? As somebody, oh, yeah, I'm trying to give up cigarettes. Oh, good for you, brother. Because like, that's awesome, man. Like, it'll be good. Right? Why can't we talk about porn addiction in that way? Right? Why can't we say, oh my gosh, like you're trying to get over? Awesome. You know, I hope you find the help that you need. Right? Why is there no conversation going on like that? You know, for me, this is a topic that that means a lot. And I and I hope that, you know, through today, um, you were able to take away a few things, right? And I want to leave you guys with with hope, right? I don't want to leave you guys with all bad and with all the the doom and gloom, right? Because studies do show even a, a little absence of porn, of view of viewing pornography, can start to change the brain and rewire it back to being normal, right? Studies show it is one hundred percent possible to break free of porn addiction. It is possible and it is available if you know where to look. And if you don't know where to look, message me, right? Contact me. Hey, Joey, like I, I, I have a problem. I need help, right? I'm not a, I'm not a master of, of, of things, but I, I can find people who might know people who can help you. Right. And I can even sit with you and we can sit and we can cry together. Right. This this topic makes me very emotional. Right. Because I'm so passionate about it and I want to help others. Right. But for you men and women out there, I know there are women out there who who suffer from porn addiction and they are no different from men. Right. There is help. There is help for both you and there are classes for spouses who are trying to learn what it's like. There are spouse support classes for these 
for, for porn addiction. There are. So if you ever need any help, please, please reach out either to me or to local leaders. There is help. And, you know, please share this with your friends, with, with your family. And again, Fight the New Drug is a site. You can find all these resources on there, all the education. And you can, you can learn more about this. But please share it with your friends and family. Talk about it. Be about it. Um, and yeah, guys, I, I'm so grateful to be able to share this. This is a little different. Um, from what I had in mind, but it's on my heart. And, and this is something that I want to put out to the world. And this, this podcast allows me to do so. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Again, don't give up. There is always, always help. Okay, guys, mahalos for listening today. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Aloha.